Hi, this is Bill. And this is Anastas. We are the Uncommonwealth Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Also, um, this is the first time out of the last two episodes that we didn't do anything weird to begin with, so... Yeah, I thought I'd bring us back into the... I'm a little shocked. I almost I, said, hi, this is Anastas. Uh, that... Well, now, you, now, you're, now, you've, uh, now you've really done it. We're, we're going to do something that, I don't know if we'll have a lot of curse words or not, but we tend to throw around some really weird and obscure bad phrases that may not pop in your mind at first, anything about bad words, but just, we, we say them, so, uh, so keep, keep that like in mind. Like you are, uh, not you, but like as an insult, mm-hmm. you are a booger-encrusted newt crawling out of the anus of a tortoise oh, I was gonna say in the you're stale muffin. boggish swamps of fuckburg oh yes fuckburg virginia yeah yep 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 uh i, I was gonna say you are a yellow belly long-nailed freakazoid yeah yeah that's a bad yeah one, well right? you're uh yeah. you're a bastard uh-huh. my parents are married you're uh you're an asshole yeah oh that's more more uh, on the correct side i guess <laughs> more on the accurate side what's the long-haired people eater purple people eater you're a purple people eater is that a euphemism for a uh song i don't think so. I th- hmm. it's just a song well anyway i'm we're, a sleepy uh, boy we're uh happy father's day belated father's day this yeah it's coming out. Out we're recording on father's day so yeah hey uh, I love you, Dad. I hope you guys had a hope you guys had a nice weekend with your parents. If your dad left you, um, fuck him. Jesus Christ! Well, I, I was like, how do I make this inclusive? And I figured I'd go the the strong route. And really how about st- we do it this way? Yeah. All right. All right. If you're a dad, happy Father's Day. Mm-hmm. If you have a dad, happy Father's Day. If you have a stepdad, happy Father's Day. If you have two moms, awesome Sunday for you. Yeah. Um, if you have two dads, you've hit the jackpot. One of them will give you approval. <laughs> you have a better chance of approving your, being approved by your dad. So, hey. Well, anyway. I feel like so, a dad because I have a weed whacker in the back of my car right now. <laughs> do you really? Yep. <laughs> I feel like that's the kind of thing that if you get pulled over by, by an unsuspecting cop, they'll be like, what do you got back there? Is that a flamethrower? What, what is that? Hmm. It's a weed whacker. I got a, Are those blades? I got weeds to whack. There's not even blades on it. It's plastic. Ah. Are you, it uh, just goes very fast. Did you say weeds? Are you, are you, are you, sir? Are you, are you trafficking drugs in the back of your car? Just be like, uh, officer, you caught. You know, I wouldn't even get questioned. Yeah, yeah you look like a dad, don't you? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm wearing well, the hoodie and the whole nine yards. I like the shoes though, very nice, very Thank nice. You. They're like not really dad shoes, but they kind of are because they're, they're nicer. Boots. They're boots, but they're zip. Anyway, so they're kind of uh, Chelsea style. So yeah, Father's Day they just passed. But we're, I have a nice set of slacks in my trunk. We're, we're doing it. <laughs> Do you just like have a pair of slacks just to have, just in case you shit yourself or something? Or I, I went pants shopping this weekend. Oh, not in case you poop yourself. Oh, mm-hmm. what? So we are doing an episode where, speaking of fathers, a lot of fathers died. Uh, <laughs> doing the, the Johnstown flood. Yeah. Um, also, if. if I somehow slip up and say Jonestown like a fool. We're not talking just, about when the senator got shot. Just laugh at me and, and be like, he doesn't even know his own podcast. But we're doing. There the- was just a flood of Kool Aid there. <laughs> Guy killed himself. Jonestown? Yeah. 
A lot of people lot killed of people, themselves. Yeah. Um, they, they drank the Kool-Aid there, right? That was Jonestown. That's Jonestown, I think. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Johnstown. Uh, terrible flood happened a long time ago, so a lot of people don't know about it. Um, I know I learned about it in elementary school. Yeah. Because we did like Pennsylvania history, but yeah, same. I really don't. I don't remember it. So I don't. You remember might learn you. something today, you listener. We might all learn something today. Yeah. That um, the real treasure was friendship the whole time. We mentioned. <laughs> We mentioned flooding in a lot of other episodes. Yeah, well, Pennsylvania floods, <laughs> especially in the central region. Yeah, because uh, we have we have a lot of rivers, and um, our soil is 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 nice and and rich with overflowing waters. We yeah. tend, it's a it's a more yeah. it's a flood zone, I guess. Our whole state. But, there you go. So, but this is um, this the was Chesa- kind of a man Chesapeake Bay watershed. The, uh, sem- the middle is the state. middle is yeah because yeah, we're, we're the Delaware yeah watershed. Uh, but what I was what I was going to mention is this. Unlike a lot of other disasters that you think of when you think of you know terrible terrible events, mm-hmm. this was very man made. Yeah, isn't, this isn't this wasn't this isn't like a like a wildfire or something. Well, that's a lot of those. Are well, those too, are a lot of. But it I was going to say Katrina too, but a lot of that's like the way the administration handled that. It, so, wa- it anyway. wasn't like a Hurricane Agnes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, just, or a tornado. We'll, we'll dive into that history, but keep in the back of your mind that, like, this totally could have been avoided. <laughs> the storm that kicked the Redcoats out of D.C. in 1814? Well, so without that, we would have we would have you know about spoken that? with Cockney accents. Do you know about that? No. You know what I'm talking about? No. Uh, quick aside, in, during the War of 1812 and 1814, the British troops captured D.C. and burnt the White House. Like you said, on fire. Right, right. Um, yeah. Dolly Madison... Is always credited with pulling out the portrait of George Washington, but it's well, she sent a slave and a slave or servant, slave, right. um, an enslaved person rather, right, to go get it. Um, uh, Storm, but Storm. when they were yeah, when they were like trying to solidify their hold on the city, it was reports vary, but it's generally accepted it was a hurricane combined with a tornado. That pushed their like it just destroyed their supply God. like everything. God wants us God. to be here, <laughs> right? We're Americans, like, damn. Well, it. And that's like people took that. They're like, it's a sign of God, and like the breadcoats got the fuck out of the city because their supply lines have been destroyed, and oh, they had a bunch oh, of injured and dead because it was a hurricane and a tornado in an area that's not traditionally hit by either one of those. No, not really. No. So <laughs> I, yeah. I, I didn't know. That's yeah, it's pretty crazy, huh? Yeah. Uh, have you? Do you? So you learn about this in, in school, but yeah, like, do I have experience with flooding? Like, do you know anyone that's like been affected? I mean, this is at this I, point you probably you might know like a great great per- great great. I I don't. My, my friend Jackie really wanted to be on this episode. Uh, she I don't, shout out Jackie then. I think she knows people or like has family from Johnstown. Okay. Uh, but sorry, Jackie. I tried to set it up before, and you made yourself unavailable. Well, shout out to you then. But, shout uh, out though. Go birds. Do you want do you want to do you want to jump into the, some of the history yeah. of because a lot of the history we'll you know, touch on will kind of lay the foundations of it make you know it's all kind of it's, well, it's all it'll all be relevant to the it's it's like making bread flood. you need the dough first honest yeah, and then you, you put it the in the oven yep. and then you put your mouth on you it the flour, and you eat it yeah put the mouth on it that's it's a weird way to describe <laughs> eating bread <laughs> put your mouth on it and just do it you know you'll figure it out man <laughs> you mash your teeth. <laughs> Oh, that face. <laughs> Put your mouth on it. Why would I say that? <laughs> no. Okay. Anyway. The village of Johnstown was founded in 1800 by the Swiss immigrant 
jo- Joseph Johns, anglicized from Chance, do you think? Chance? Chance. Johns, Chance. I don't know. Chance de Claire. Yeah. You know what a Chance de Claire is? Uh, I do, I think. I've heard of it. What it's is a rooster. It? Yeah, right, right, it's right. It's French right. for a rooster. Yes, yes. Let's just go watch Rockadoodle. Out. The amount of random ass references you pull out and that I feel compelled to look into after the after episodes <laughs> are staggering. I could write a book of all the shit that Bill brings up that I'm like, ah, I should look into this. And what is he talking about? So, um, rock, Rockaway Chicken? What is it? Rockadoodle. Rockadoodle. Sean Declare the Chicken. He's a ro- he's a rockabilly rock-a-doodle. rooster who has to sing the sun o- sun awake every day. Is this isn't Chicken Chicken Little. No, it's much older. Chicken, not Chicken Little. Um, fuck. What's the the, the it's Rockadoodle. Chicken Run, right? It's not Chicken Run? No, it's not Chicken. He's American. Okay. He's Rockabilly. Wow. He can't be British if he's Rockabilly. God damn you, Bill. All right, let, let, well, let, <laughs> let's, let's keep on going. Johnstown <laughs> um, <laughs> is located where the Stody Creek and Little Connemaw Rivers... Uh, That's how you say it, huh? Oh, wow. Is it? I don't know. I, 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 always, I always thought it was Connemaw. I've actually never heard it out loud. I just kept reading it, and I... I said Conemau, which I don't think is right. It's C-O- so it's, uh, for for our sense. listeners, it's C-O-N-E-M-A-U-G-H. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's a Native American word. Yeah, probably. And I think it's Conemau. Yeah, well... Um, or Conemau. If you're, if you're in, if you're it in could, the... It could also well, be, there's probably a different variation of... What it could people. also be... If it's not... I said Native American. It could also be um, Irish or Welsh uh-huh. or Gaelic. Yeah. So then it would be like Conemach. But I'm gonna say Connie Ma. Yeah, email us if you if you if you yeah if you know if you feel really mad at, at this sequence. Tweet at me, I guess. It's pronounced John. <laughs> you idiot! <laughs> I also unironically said John this week, and I was just like, I've lived in Philly for five years. Unironically, yeah. Nice. All right, well, you're one of us now. Yep. Uh, but they've joined to form the Connie Ma River, like that. They become two branches to become one. Right. Uh, it began to prosper with the building of the Pennsylvania Mainline Canal. Let's say, Canal. Can- yeah, that's how you pronounce Canal. Yep. <laughs> um, in 1836, and the construction of the Pennsylvania Railroad and Cambria Ironworks in the 1850s. So by 1889, Johnstown's industries had attracted numerous Welsh and German immigrants, and a population of 30,000, and it started to become a pretty Growing industrial community. Yeah, it's a decent-sized town. Yeah, Thirty thousand is pretty good. Yeah, it's a steel town. If you think of like Williamsburg, Virginia, that's only sixty thousand. Right. Yeah. So well, Williamsburg's pretty big. De- yeah, it's pretty yeah. big. So thirty thousand is a lot of people. Yeah. Well, that's uh, I was watching Gettysburg, and they're like twenty thousand men, fifteen thousand men. Like, that's, yeah, that's it's, a lot of people. Yeah, that's, man. that's those are battalions yeah, so, and divisions and armies. So keep that in the back of your mind. And you still think doesn't them. fill Beaver Stadium. Hmm. As a totally as an aside, right? Uh, have you seen Dunkirk? No, not yet. Came out like I—I I feel like I, you know, came out two years ago or whatever. So yeah. I'm not talking about it. Talking about you're, it. You're good to talk about it. I'm not giving it away, but it, the whole it, it, Dunkirk is the evacuation of, of the Allies, yeah. you know, going back to back to the war, main, war, war, mainland war. England, I guess, and <laughs> on the beaches in in France. And uh, there's a bunch of shots. Christopher Nolan is one of my favorite directors. Oh, he's he a great totally, cinematographer. Totally fucked up because it like all the overhead shots. It looks like there's maybe 200 people. Uh, <laughs> and there's like supposed to be twenty thousand yeah. or some shit like that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know why I thought of that, but just keep in mind a huge swaths of people with this giant mass of water coming at them. But, yes. Yeah. So there's high steep hills 
that narrow the Kanemaw Valley and the Allegheny Mountain Range is to the east. So they didn't really develop close to the riverfront areas. And the valley had large amounts of runoff from rain and snowfall in 1889. The area surrounding Johnstown is uh, prone to flooding anyway due to its location on the rivers, which is something I'm really familiar with right. living yeah. in an area that's two branches of river to become one. Um, these upstream watersheds include include uh, an extensive drainage basin from the Allegheny Plateau. Right, right. And I, and I think uh, I might have just been a, 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 I may have misheard you, but they were forced to develop close to the river oh. as, as opposed to close to the mountain. You're right. I so misread. Yeah. So they so they were close. They just by the by the development, they were forced yeah. to be close to the dangers. So, yeah. Zone, Rather than be on the slopes, they were in the basin. Right. Exactly. Yep. I misread. Oh, okay. I thought I misheard. Yeah. I can't read. You're tired, man. It's 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 been a long week and no no and our week. You I can't, can't read. I just make it up. <laughs> Somehow it works. Like the Bible. I thought it was Harry Potter. <laughs> Uh, Phillies, wait. The Phillies got creamed. Oh, they right? got crushed. Yeah, yeah. We just got a notification. Sorry. Uh, oh, we what just, the fuck? We just saw the Sunday score of nine to what? Nine fifteen to one. to one. Fifteen to one. Wow, they were up nine to one at one point. So <laughs> happy Father's um, Day, Dad. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what the fuck? Well, you know, what? at least we don't live in Atlanta, mm. where their highways are on fire. So. Yeah, that's true, and it's hot, and it's hot. Um. Right. Yeah. Anyway. The developers of Johnstown also artificially narrowed the riverbed to maximize early industries. So this left the city even more flood prone because water gets pushed down a narrower channel faster and harder. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Increase the velocity. Yep. All that. Um, so I, I, was, I, I, velocity, I think really, is velocity speed plus direction. This is a real question. I think is. Uh, I don't it's think it's direction. I don't. It's it's speed and. Uh, we can look it up, but it's yeah, I don't no, know if his direction's I'm, it. Yeah, I'm but, just gonna put it out there. Yeah, but anyway, so that's important to bring up because it's we're setting up a stage of just the geographical it's, area. It's like and how it's all kind of the perfect storm of, of this. It's they basically turned their river into a gun barrel. Yeah, basically. You force it a down smooth, a smoothbore. Smoothbore. Call <laughs> it's callback right there. Smooth. Yeah, it's a uh, callback. So I'm gonna. Uh, also, we're just talking about the podcast this weekend. And shout out to Kyle Snyder, first of all. Kyle's dope. But he was like, I just eagerly await the callbacks and any mention of the Burger King. Oh, there it is then. Um, He's like, he says something about like, I don't know if people like it or not, but I love it. <laughs> if there's an episode without him, I kind of miss him. Oh, uh, well, um, you know, maybe we'll keep, maybe we'll, maybe we'll come up again in the episode more organically. More organically than that forced. Um, brought to you by Burger King. <laughs> Dude, I think they should at this point. <laughs> Contact their people. All right, so I'm going to talk about the South Fork Dam okay. and more a little more about the lake in general and their kind of intertwining uh, how they how they're going to affect everything. But inextricably intertwined. Yes. So the Commonwealth uh, basically built the the South Fork Dam between 1838 and 1853. Maybe mm-hmm. it took a long ass time, uh, but they built it high above the city. It's like up in the mountains, right? Yeah, it's basically in the mountains. So the construction was part of a cross-state canal system that was called, again, the main line of, of public works. Did we mention that already or not? No, we did no, not. We missed something else. Something else. But it was basically this investment by the whole state to uh, to create a, a canal system. Right. Because water was one of the most efficient ways to move goods. Right. You know, it, and then it, it makes sense. I mean, rail, rail was, was coming up at the time, but it's still, nothing's cheaper than just moving water. Yeah, it's It just free. does it itself. It's free. Yeah, you know, so... Um, 
so you know it makes sense, but that, that that's basically the reason why that was that was a goal. And uh, Johnstown was the eastern terminus of the Western Division Canal, which supplied water, uh, which was supplied with water by Lake Connell, which we mentioned, and that that was basically the wa- the reservoir behind the right. Day. That was the source of the water. And as railroads began to supersede um, canal barges. The Commonwealth basically they abandoned the canals and they sold it to the the Pennsylvania Railroad. It happened all across so the state. It basically got to the point where it, it was more profitable to just run a railroad than right. to do canals. But yeah, like you mentioned, it was really popular for who's, well, got, who's got the money, right? It the was steel pretty, and railroads got money. They'll buy it. Pretty much as soon as they finished the Erie Canal, they were like, "Oh, now we use trains." Yeah, we don't. And the people who were working on them were just like, "Dude, what the fuck?" Right. Like you said, it took fifteen years to make this, yeah. uh, to make this dam and everything. So, uh, but basically, the dam and the lake were part of the purchase uh, mm-hmm. of the canal as well. And the railroads, basically, they, they sold the, the the lakes and the um, and the dam itself. They sold that to private interests. So you're, what, what you're saying is they didn't go chasing waterfalls. Oh, they wow. stuck to the rivers and the I lakes like they it. were used to. I like it. That's good. Oh man, my I just got shivers. <laughs> Rest in peace. Um, so I'm gonna bring up some names here, right? Henry Clay Frick, great name. Frick and Frick. Frick. Uh, he led a group of uh, speculators, including Benjamin Ruff from Pittsburgh to purchase the reservoir and basically convert it into this private resort lake. They just wanted a boys club, basically. Yeah. Uh, and not it, shocking. You know, it's not too far from Pittsburgh. Yeah, right. It's, 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 it's in the mountains. It's, it's relaxing. You know, got it's a like big shooting up to the Poconos from Philly. Bas- basically, yeah. And so they were all connected through, uh, through social links, uh, and a lot of them were Carnegie Steel folk as well. Mm-hmm. Development included uh, lowering the dam, actually, to make, it, uh, to make its top wider. Uh, and they were looking to, to build a road across it, actually. And okay. also, they were looking to, to build a fish screen in the spillway, and you know they, they were just looking just to upgrade it, yeah. make it make it more of a resort. Uh, the alter, the alterations though were thought to have increased the vulnerability of them, and we'll get a lot. You know, we'll get into more of the research later on about that, but yeah, um, keep that in the back of your mind. And there was a, a system of, of. I only have a back of my mind, not a front. <laughs> What's in the front? Emotions, right? What's in the front? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I said uh, what I said. <laughs> so, uh, so underneath the the, the, the lake, and I almost said pond. There's a system of relief pipes and valves uh, that were originally part of the dam, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were previously sold off for scrap, and they were never replaced. So you so for the, scrap. These <laughs> these pipes were meant to divert um, pressure and water and everything like that to to make it function just in case something happened. But again, they sold it for scraps, and they never replaced it. And the club had the club that bought it basically had no way of lowering the water level. Like yeah, so all the release valves are fucked. So pretty fucking stupid. <laughs> seems really fucking stupid. That's you. You nailed it on the head there. Uh, the, the members they built like co- cottages and clubhouses around it, and they created what was known as the South Fork Fishing and Hunting Club, uh, which was again, as we mentioned, exclusive retreat for uh for more than it was up to like 50 or so wealthy uh steel coal and railroad they just sat around jerking each other off and doing business deals basically and like looked out the water and and, yeah. and like hmm let me let me let me take my cigar here and light it up and and think about all the pores i'm stepping on you know sit on that's that uh, sit on their velvety leather chairs and mm. the smells of nice cubanos and Mm, rich mahogany i didn't want to do it i didn't want to <laughs> we did say it, we did it. it. Yeah. We, yeah so uh, i mentioned earlier surrounded by books <laughs> nice libraries rich libraries leather bound books <laughs> so before i forget to mention this it's so the lake and the club itself were 450 feet above johnstown okay so huge 
really high up. That's that's up there. And uh, the lake was two miles long, about a mile wide, and sixty feet deep. Uh, you know, nearest the dam. That's a deep, lot so. of water. A lot of water. So I, I guess uh, you want you want to talk about the actual yep. flood itself, and we'll we'll uh, we'll. Uh, I want to talk we'll about go from there. Then my flood eating emotions. Go go get your flooding your flood eating emotions. Yep. My foot. Wait, what? I think you said flood eating at first. No, I said well, flood eating. Like emotions. fleeting. No, no. Yep. as in overwhelming, yep. oh, as like, in they're brimming like within me. Fecal, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> How does it feel now, Bill? Tables have turned. Oh, Thomas told me uh, to give you this. <laughs> oh fuck! Ah, not my calf. I just did a run. I ran today, you ass. <laughs> it was so light. It was. It a was three miles of pain. All right. So for all our listeners out there, Anastas does not handle pain well. <laughs> no, I don't. He gave me a tap on my calf. It's it was sore. not a hard hit. Not at all. I if if I'm ever in a bar fight situation, Anastas is not the person. I'm, I'm dying right away. To. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it at that. One punch will, except I'm the guy that gets punched. I'm gonna be two hits. Wow. Me on the jaw on the floor. <laughs> jaw on the floor. All right, let's talk about some flooding it's... now. <laughs> Open up the floodgates, Bill. All right. <laughs> This is a somber episode. A lot of people died. I didn't. Yeah. But it's not, we're not making a somber episode, are we? Now let's let's uh, dial it back. Mm-hmm. It was eighteen eighty nine. It's uh, it happened a long time long, ago. Long time ago. Yep. It doesn't make yep. it good. Yeah, it doesn't make it right. <laughs> so on May twenty eighth, eighteen eighty nine, there was a low pressure front formed over Nebraska and Kansas, and when it reached Western like PA, the states? okay, okay, yeah, I was like, what are we getting at? But I cut you off. My bad. I was like, we're talking about Kansas and Nebraska, but... It formed I got, over them. I don't know how storms work, Bill. Do you not? I get it's it. It's fascinating. I, 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 I got confused. So it got pushed by the wind mm-hmm. east over two days, and it would it became what was termed the heaviest rainfall event that had ever been recorded in that part of the United States. Well, yep. Well, I'd like them to see the rain I give from my eyes every night when I cry. I think we have a competition. Yeah. But anyway, the U.S. Army Signal Corps estimated that 6 to 10 inches of rain fell in 24 hours over the region. That's a, That's a shitload of rain. That's yeah, a lot. So during the night, these small creeks started to get bigger. They started to rush uh, down, <clears throat> down hillsides, and they're carrying trees and debris. Telegraph lines were pulled down. Rail lines were washed away. Like, it was bad. Mm. And before daybreak, the Connemaw River that ran through Johnstown was ready to spill out of its banks. Have you ever... I, I, I know... Well, we have listeners all over the country. So, yeah. maybe if you're, like, in Arizona or somewhere, you haven't seen the effects of a, a flooded river. It is... It's pretty quick. Unsettling as well. Like, when that water starts getting high... Is uh, I did a, a, a paper in undergrad about Agnes, the seventy-two flood, and I did a did a interview with somebody who had experienced it, mm. and he just he he was sitting there and he goes, the water just kept rising and rising, and I was like, Jesus, Jim. Well, if you put like a mailbox in the water, right, and, and it's going, that becomes a missile. Yeah, that that will kill you. I've seen houses you. get taken away by water. Yeah. Like, no, no, but I mean, like, I mean, like no, no, the, I know. Force well, of, what yeah, I'm saying is, yeah, like, it, it's it, it, we it can, uh, yeah. we're always just like it's water. Ha ha ha. Fire's the dangerous thing, and I'm like, nah, oh, man, water will kill you quick. 
Can't drink water. Fish fucking it. That's what Thomas always says. <laughs> Pooping too. Yep. So, but anyway, so on May 31st, there was uh, what year? 1889. I just want to just want to double check for our listeners. Um, there was this farmhouse up on the hill above the South Fork Dam, owned by Elias Unger, who was the president of the South Fork Fishing and Hunting Club. And he woke during the night to see Lake Kanima had was on the brink of flooding. It's gonna be terrifying. So he went out. He ran outside in the still pouring rain to see what was going on, and he tried to get a group of guys together to uh, stop the to stop the dam from overflowing, like to unclog it, right? Uh, the spillway, basically. Would have really been nice to have those release valves, huh? Yeah, it's almost like they're a very important safety feature, <laughs> so huh? So stupid. So, you mentioned before how there was debris that was pushed through the dam. Right. It was the spillway was blocked by broken fish traps and trees and like I said the telegraph lines and rail right. lines so that even, were even more pressure than. Yeah. yeah. So they tried to dig a ditch at the other end on the western abutment. Okay. Yeah. To try to release it from the other end. Yeah, so they, like let it crest over a little bit, go into right. the ditch. Uh it didn't work. Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking about yeah, this. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, so most of the most of the men remained on top of the dam. Um, they tried to plow earth to raise it. They tried to pile mud and rock on top of like the wall that was eroding, like as they're doing right. this. Right, right. Kind of just and like just like uh, I'm imagining like people building sandcastles while the water's pretty, coming. Pretty much, like, yeah. Like, that's perfect. Like if yeah. you've ever been at the beach and the waves are just to keep taking your sand away. Yeah. Yeah, that's a perfect... It's futile, you know. You're just like, oh my god, uh, what have we done? Maybe this shovel full of dirt will will fix this giant wave of water. 1889, they're like, Josias, Josias, get the, get the shovel, get, get the picks. Get the salt. Elias, dear brother, I loved you well. Come. It's just a time period where like a huge block of ice was like $20,000. <laughs> Yeah, it's 1889. It's hilarious. Like, they don't have the tool, like, the tractors or anything. I don't, fuck. I mean, they exist. Some, some, but. You know, bring that shit up a mountain to, you know. Right. So, John Park was this engineer for the South Fork Club. And he had thought about trying to cut through the dam's end where the pressure would be less. But he decided that that was a bad idea because it would ensure the failure of the dam. Mm. I actually get... Yeah. That, I, I see both sides of, like, ease yeah, it a little he, bit. Yeah, he didn't know it was what was going to happen anyway, so he, I, you look at that thing, thing and say, like, yeah, it's going to blow anyway, so why not, why not just try it out? But it's not a foregone conclusion that it's going right. to destroy, you know, destroy. So, two times, Unger told Park to ride on horseback to the nearby town of South Fork to telegraph to the telegraph office so they could send warnings to Johnstown, explaining that the... Dam was gonna probably burst. Like it was critical hmm. failure. DEFCON one. DEFCON one. Yep, 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 yep. So Park didn't take it like personally that he should do this. And he sent a guy instead. Like he didn't personally go either time. Right. They weren't the warnings never got to town authorities. This guy just went to the, get get his, get his drink on at the pub. I pull pull a beer. <laughs> So, they, they, it was kind of like Boy Who Cried Wolf. 
there have been false alarms about okay. the day I'm not holding before. Right. So nobody was kind of like taking it seriously if they hadn't seen it personally. I don't know. Park's, Park not doing it himself is fucking Best. negligent. Yeah. I wonder how many people he would have saved. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it was one of those things like, I don't need to do this. I'm the boss. I'm a boss. Yeah. Underling, take care of this for me. <laughs> no, but it's more like, if you think about your own work situations, you the listener... Uh, think about the very worst thing that could happen at your job right now. The very worst thing. Yes. And your boss being like, ah, I'm, pro- I'm not going to deal with it. You deal with it. Yeah. You know, it's... But, like, huge flood and everyone dies. You know? <laughs> right. Uh, oh, that's just... Wow. <laughs> just got very real. I think about that, yeah. But, so, Unger Park and the rest of the men continued working to try and save the dam. Mm-hmm. And it was around 1.30 where they were like, they just gave up. 1.30 p.m. this is. But Unger ordered all of his men to fall back to high ground mm. and uh, on both sides of the dam. So, because they couldn't do anything but wait at this point. Right. And during the day in Johnstown, the situation had worsened as water rose to as high as 10 feet in the street, trapping some people in their houses. So, like, while they're working on the dam, water's already spilling out. The river's rising. Like, 10 right. feet's a lot of a lot fucking of water. water. Yeah. That is, that's pool... Think that's deeper than most pools. Yeah, but. most are like eight feet, right? Yeah, I think something like that. It has to be eight for you to dive. I think it's gonna be more than that. I mean, really? Yeah, ours is eight. Really? You yeah, dive in an eight foot pool? Yeah. All right, yeah. Mr. Paralysis. That's that's uh, yeah. I grew up. I grew up diving in it. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to tell you. I just someone like six feet definitely shouldn't dive in that. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Eight. It's it's two good two good feet, two better two feet than I got. Wait, I don't get it. I, it was supposed to be like a joke about feet. Yeah, I don't know. And it didn't make sense. Like like the feet on my feet on my legs. Like like a head on your shoulders, but feet on your feet. I got two yeah. left feet. Yeah. Anyway, between two fifty and two fifty five p.m., the South Fork Dam breached. It finally, finally gave up. So later. LIDAR did analysis of the Kanyama Lake Basin. Um, I don't know if LIDAR is the process. LIDAR is the process. LIDAR is the process, yeah. uh, They did a LIDAR analysis of the Kanyama Lake Basin, Mm -hmm. and it revealed that it contained 14.55 million cubic meters, which is 3.843 billion gallons of water. With that B. At the moment of the dam collapse. Billion with a B. That is... Pretty crazy. What... I term a metric fuck ton of okay. water. Well, basically, they said, um, you know, in, in the notes here, it, it basically found that like it took them a little over an hour to empty the whole thing. Right. When it started to fail. So, like, have you ever had those an above ground pool ever? Yes. And yeah. you, like when they fall yeah, and, and yeah, the water just, just takes come out. Just an hour of that. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever broken up? This is going to be. Have you ever. Dropped and cracked a milk gallon. No, uh, no, but I think I know where you're going with it, though. And it just it take it just bubbles and it goes and yeah. it goes and it goes and it seems like it's never going to stop. And that's a gallon. Yeah, yeah, eight mi- billion gallons of water. Yeah, three point eight billion. And it took a little over an hour, which means that shit was moving fast. Yeah. It's crazy. So, so yeah. So what was what was the first town to be hit? That was, was South, South Fork, Fork right? was yeah. the first one to be hit. 
But it was on high ground, and most of the people escaped by running up the nearby hills when they right. saw the, they saw the damn spill. Like, could you imagine? I'd throw up I immediately. Myself. I would I'd sh- myself. I would puke out my mouth, or puke out my ass. <laughs> and I'm laughing now, but people <laughs> did die, like, there. Yeah. Um, I, I guess they tw- didn't run 20 to enough, 30 huh? houses were destroyed or washed mm-hmm. away. Four people were killed in South Fork. Right. So... The water continued downstream to Johnstown, which was 14 miles west. That's a lot of time. It's a lot of time. 14 miles. But along the way, the water's picking up debris. It's got trees, houses, animals. Yeah, like I, cows, deer. Cows, yeah. deer. Uh, this is 1889. Big old grizzly bear. We don't have grizzlies in Pennsylvania. Black bear. There you go. Brown bear. We have brown bear. No, we do not. We have brown bear. We just have black bears? We have black bears. A little black bear. Black bears get pretty fucking big. They got six feet, right? Yeah, there was one in Roxborough last week. Did you really? see about that? No. It was hanging out around the middle school. A black bear in, in Roxborough. I saw pictures. Mm. There was an alert. <laughs> but anyway. Bears, anyway, yeah. So. What, what were you going to throw out? What animal were you going to throw out there? I was going to say wolves. 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 Yeah. I think yeah. they're still in, or in PA around 1889, uh, but not much longer. Coyotes aren't introduced yet. They moved west yeah, or east. The heat wave here, though, now. Well, we have coyotes here now, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been around for a while, but they came later once the wolves were killed off. Maybe ostriches. <laughs> a local peacock at a, at a zoo. Anyway, so at the Kanyama Viaduct, which was a 78-foot high railroad bridge, the flood was momentarily like stopped because the debris jammed up against the stone bridge's arch. It only took seven minutes for the viaduct to collapse, which allowed the flood to resume course. Which means it now also has fucking stonework in the waters. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's, it's like bombs. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, though, it, it gets stronger because it the delay made the pressure build up. Mm-hmm. Right. So this town it, it gets worse, and it's like big. So uh, do, do you think if do you think if it didn't hit the viaduct, it wasn't like. Do you think it, do you think it wouldn't have been as as, as big of a rush? Because at that point, it probably would have lost. Its it it made you think it would have lost some steam. Maybe, maybe, but all that pressure build up, it's like a firework. I don't think that's what I really want. No, it's like a steam release. Right. Well, it's like all right. So if you if you pour, if you think about like you have a you have like a, a pipe that's going out down on a diagonal, mm-hmm. and you you pour water and it's going and then, you, speed, and then you stop it and then you reach it, it immediately. Just, Shoots out. out. Yeah, it's it's like a tea kettle. It's like a tea kettle. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if if you block that, and it's just it builds and it builds and it builds, then you release and it's and all it at once. Up. Yep. But Mineral Point got hit. This small town that was just a mile below the Kanima Viaduct, and it was the first populated place to be hit by like right after the, that build the, up. Right, right after that yeah. build up. Yeah. So after the flood, there were no structures, no topsoil, no subsoil left. Only the oh, shit. only the bedrock was fucking left. Oh, that's 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 stri- like that's that, like strip mining. Yeah. That is wiped off the map. That is like being hit by an atomic bomb. Yeah, that's wild. Because uh, that is, that is like that. What you describe like a, yeah. like a bomb hitting now that you have nothing and left. nothing's there. So wild. So, so approximately sixteen people died in Mineral Point. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, only thirty families. Not big, but right. But still, 60, yeah. So. A 2009 study found that the at this point the flood's flow rate exceeded 420,000 cubic feet per second, which is comparable comparable to the flow rate of the Mississippi River at Stelda 
Yeah, right. So imagine that, right? Just one of the biggest rivers in the world. Right. And it moves like the Mississippi moves, so this was moving. Yeah. And but this is in a much narrower. The Mississippi is pretty wide. It's so wide, right? At some points, pretty wide. So you're at, you're at a really narrow area that's going downhill. Right. It's like being on the squoosh at and, and the Mississippi doesn't have um, cows and giant pieces of stone. <laughs> yeah. In it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So it it hit uh, East Panama next, right? People the, now. That, that little, and people sadly, which is really sad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it hit, it hit the village of East Kanama next. Yeah. And there were some witnesses, right? Yeah. There was somebody on high ground near the town, and they described the water as almost obscured by debris. So it resembled like a huge hill rolling over and over, that's they said. crazy. So kind of like a mudslide. Yeah. Cause it, well, that's how I'm actually picturing because it's covered with all that sediment. Yeah. If you strip out everything like that, it's probably just a big slush. And if you've seen like recent flooding videos or whatever, right. that's a lot of them like looking it, like yeah. that. So. There was a train engineer sitting in a locomotive that was idle. It, was, it wasn't moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the town's rail yard. And John Hess. I think he started Hess Trucks. That'd be very interesting. But Wow. Well, um, I don't think so, though. He felt the rumbling of the approaching flood. And he threw his locomotive into reverse and raced backwards towards East Kanima with the whistle blowing constantly. And he actually ended up saving people because of the warning they were able to get to high ground right. uh, but when the flood hit it picked up the locomotive and floated aside he survived but at least 50 people died including 25 passengers st- stranded on trains in the, in oh, the town that's yeah. that's could you imagine like oh, man oh uh, yeah i was gonna say he backed the thing up but um back that thing up oh but it wasn't it was he was a, poor, a hero that was in poor taste yeah he was a hero it's better than sully yeah <laughs> better story than sully <laughs> uh, but it, so before before it actually hit Jonestown, so this, we we hit a bunch of little towns that it, that it kind of captured on the way. Which and it's always called the Jones Johnstown flood, right? Uh, but it, it did affect a lot but, of other yeah. things. But you know, Johnstown was was the biggest town yeah. in the area. But it actually hit up the the Cambria Ironworks uh, right in Woodvale right beforehand, and it, and it. So this is what I found really interesting, and I I, I want to jump on this. Mm-hmm. It swept up more railroad cars and barbed wire. Oh man, into dude. that so. Uh, and the town was pretty small, only a little over a thousand people, but 314 people died there. So it's almost half the population. Pretty pretty rough. Uh, and a boiler exploded when the flood hit the the, the wire works there. Is it Gaudier? Uh, Gaudier, I think. Yeah, Gaudier Wire Works. It looks French. Yeah. Uh, but it caused like huge black smoke to be seen, so that was another signal. But yeah, when you have miles of barbed wire, like. <laughs> Just being part of this huge mask coming out here. This is like it's it's like the worst. It's like a nightmare. It's like the worst yeah. case scenario because yeah. it's hitting up the very the very most dangerous things of running on its way. But it is a it is death. Mm. It's just whirling death. Mm. So yeah, a little over an hour after the South Fork Dam collapsed, the flood finally hit Johnstown. Yeah, it took a while. Yeah, fifty-seven or no, excuse me, under an hour, fifty-seven under. minutes. So the residents were caught by surprise as the wall of water and all that fucking debris came down. And it, it was going at 40 miles per hour at this point, and it reached a height of 60 feet in some places. Wow. 60 feet high. 60 feet that, high. That's a tsunami. Yeah. It's a tsunami. Yeah, fuck. There aren't even buildings that high over there. Not at this point. I doubt it, yeah. yeah. So some people realized the danger, and they tried to escape by running towards high ground, but most were just hit by the flood water. And they were just crushed by debris and caught in the barbed wire and 
fuck, dude. From the fucking wire around. factory. Just like this thing, the concept of like it hit up the worst possible every, thing. Every bad thing it could hit. Like tr- there's trains in it now. <laughs> Actual, oh, tr- like trains are huge. I guess there were some who reached attics or managed to stay afloat on pieces of like floating debris and they had to wait for hours to, for help to arrive. Hmm. So there's this, at Johnstown, there's this stone bridge and that's just what it's called. As I think like most places have, that's the stone bridge. Right, right. It was this big arch structure and it would carry railroad trains across the Connemaw River. And the debris carried by the flood formed a temporary dam at the bridge, resulting in the flood surge rolling upstream along the Stony Creek River. Like we said, remember, they meet right. at branches. Right, right, right. So eventually, uh, gravity did its thing. Right. Can't defy gravity like in Wicked. Can't beat it. Can't. Sore Peter. Gotta, Can't beat it. Gotta join him. Yeah. What? You ever hear that? So, sore Peter? Like a sore beater. Peter. You can't beat it. You get it? Penis? Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, I got it. <laughs> uh, but this actually caused the surge to return to the dam, which caused a second wave to hit the fucking city, but from a different direction. Which is which is crazy! Yeah, it's like kind of, yeah, at all angles and stuff. It's, it's compounded. Yeah. So there were people who had been washed downstream. There was a fire down there because the debris piled up against a stone bridge and something caught on fire. So there's oil and coal and stuff. Right. Now. Yeah. So now you've got water and fire. It's like the fucking 12 it's plagues like, of Egypt it's out like here. It's hell, yeah. And how many, did, how many people died at the fire? At least 80. At the, ah, at, at the fire. Sucks. The worst way to die. Trapped by water and fire. Yeah. Better story than George R. R. Martin's. So that fire at Stonebridge lasts for three fucking days. Wow. Three fucking days. After the floodwaters receded, the pile of debris at the bridge was seen to cover 30 acres and reach 70 feet in height. The debris was that high? It wow. was 70 feet high. It took workers three months to get rid of all of the debris. And it was partly due to being delayed because of the huge quantity of steel barbed wire from the ironworks. Because it's just everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's, up it's sharp and it's horrible. They eventually used dynamite. Thank wow. you, Mr. Nobel. <laughs> so, Stone Bri- the Stone Bridge actually still stands and is used as a railroad bridge. But it's now a landmark associated with survival and recovery from the flood. And in 2008, it was restored in a project including new lighting as part of a commemorative activities related to the flood. So but, I, I'm going to dive really quickly into yeah, some, some like the immediate aftermath of it, but that's... But holy shit. Yeah, it's pretty terrifying. And I know this started off, you know, doing our whole laughing bit and stuff, but like my butthole's all puckered. Yeah. Just, oof. Um, all right. So total death toll, right? Uh, originally it was 2,209 people. So it's 2209. Uh, that this made the disaster the largest life, loss of life, of civilian life, excuse me, in the U.S. at the time. Right. It was surpassed... Um, just about 11 years later at Galveston, Galveston, the Galveston hurricane in 1900. And then again in 9-11, you know, yeah. um, more contemporary times. Um, historian David McCullough, who's a famed historian who's yeah. written a bunch of books and whatnot. Yeah, um, he actually wrote, his first book was on Johnstown. Mm-hmm. But uh, he wrote uh, out uh, that a man was actually presumed to, to have been dead, but he was found to be alive later on. His name was Leroy Temple. He left Johnstown, um, he left, he left uh, Johnstown 
after the flood, and he, he found a new life in Massachusetts, but he went back to his old town in 1900, mm. and, you know, that's how people noticed him, and he was in the paper yeah. and whatnot. Um, so technically, that's what really should be 2,208, he just, but he's, he just, he left. He said, fuck this. Um, so according to records compiled by the uh, by the Johnstown uh, Area Heritage Association, there were bodies that were found as far away as Cincinnati, and as late as 1911. That's crazy. Uh, 99 entire families died at the flood. Uh, and this unfortunately included 396 children. Oh, man. 124 women and 198 men were widowed. Uh, and 98 children were also orphaned. Uh, one third of the dead, 777 people, were actually never identified. And all their remains are, are, uh, are buried at the Plot of the Unknown, which is in the, the mm-hmm. Grandview Cemetery in Westmont. Okay. Uh, it was the worst flood, flood to hit the U.S. in the 19th century. You know, 1,600 homes were destroyed. Seventeen million dollars in property damage was levied, which equals f- almost just under f- half half a billion dollars. It's four hundred ninety-seven million dollars in two thousand sixteen money. So just underneath half a billion. That's a lot of money. Um, and four square miles of the downtown Johnstown uh, were completely destroyed. Uh, you mentioned just, just the bedrock. Just just the bedrock. Right? You, you mentioned the uh, um, the debris, right? Thirty acres. Yeah. Uh, and it took them a long ass time to do. Years. Uh, the Mentioned earlier also the Cambria Iron and Steel facilities, which was right before right, the... the, the pre- right before Johnstown. Right. Uh, before the wire, actually, as well, too. Yeah. Um, they they were also heavily damaged, but they actually were able to go back to full production within 18 months. That's pretty impressive. Actually, really impressive. Yeah. Although you're kind of separate a little bit, and I'm sure it's easier True. to get, you know... Get an ironworks up and running. Yeah. Or um, steelworks, rather. Then... Because it's both. Because they didn't have 30 acres to blow up and move. Right. Uh... Crazy. So working seven days and, and, and nights, uh, workmen actually built a wooden trestle bridge to temporarily replace the huge stone railroad viaduct, mm-hmm. which was destroyed up earlier by by the flood. Um, and the Pennsylvania Railroad restored service 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 to uh, to Pittsburgh. Uh, I, it's okay. Uh, it's, service. It's just I said something similar before I left my parents' house today. Service. I said um, beefer. Beefer. Instead, Beefer. Of, instead of before. Beefer. They're, they're like, what? I like it. I, like, I do not know. <laughs> so, again, the Pennsylvania Railroad, they restored service. Pittsburgh's only 55 miles away, and they mm. got that restored, the, the line, uh, by June 2nd. Really not that bad. Um, food, clothing, medicine, and other provisions were arriving through that rail line. And um, actually, one of the first people to come were morticians. Actually. Yeah, makes uh, sense. They're one of the very first people to come. Uh, Johnstown, they... Uh, Basically, the first thing they were looking for was coffins, undertakers. Uh, they also had, they brought in, you mentioned dynamite, right? Yeah. They brought in the demolition expert, uh, Dynamite Bill Flynn. Excuse me, I'm going to need you to refer to me only dynamite as Bill. Dynamite Bill now. Amazing. Uh, and he had a 900-man crew come. Okay. And they cleared, they, they were the ones that were clearing the wreckage by the stone bridge. Um, and they also, while they are doing that, part of their task was to distribute food and also wreck temporary housing as well. Mm-hmm. So pretty neat. Uh, at its peak, the basically it's basically an army of relief yeah. workers. It was about seven thousand people, so huge, huge. It's a lot of people. A lot of people come needed. To, yeah, oh, definitely. Uh, one of the first actually to arrive was Clara Barton, who was the uh, nurse and also the founder and president of the American Red Cross. Yeah. Uh, arrived uh, June fifth of eighteen eighty nine, which which just a couple of days after the railroad opened, and. Um, she led the group's uh, first major disaster relief, uh, the American Red Cross's first major disaster relief ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and she stayed there for five months, too. So. Yeah. 
Uh, donations came throughout the country as well as overseas. Actually, um, three million seven hundred, a little over three million seven hundred thousand dollars were collected. That was back in old timey money, so that's a shitload of money now. That's a lot of money. Uh, and it came from the U.S., but also eighteen foreign countries, which included Russia, Turkey, France, Great Britain, Australia, and Germany as well too. So Russia's just always tried been trying to get up in our shit, huh? Yeah, they're, they're deep fakes, uh, fake news. Um, Frank Sh- Shomo, great name. He was the last known survivor of the uh, 1889 flood. He died in uh, 1997 on March 20th. He was 108 years old. It's pretty fucking old. Yeah, it's pretty fucking old, as you say. Um, was he what? Was he one year old when he died? I don't embarrass myself with my math there. I'll let you do the math on that one. But yeah, he was, he was, he was, he was old. <laughs> Your boy's sleepy. <laughs> do you want to do you want to touch on uh on some of the, uh, the aftermath do you want me to dive in yeah you want, you got it? go ahead and do it i'm not too sleepy for that yeah mr mr nine it's been a long weekend that's what i call my doggy yeah let me just call you what you, what you call your billy here on june 5th 1889 uh, five days after the dam breach flood the american society of civil engineers asce mm-hmm. appointed a committee of four prominent engineers to investigate the cause of the disaster this committee was led by the esteemed and estimable, venerable, honored, honorable James B. Francis, a <laughs> hydraulic engineer best known for his work related to canals, flood control, turbine design, dam construction, and hydraulic calculations. Did you say turbine you or turbar- turbine? Turbine. You said turbine. Yeah. It's turbine. I've heard both. Really? Yes. Turbine. It's like sloth or slough. What? S l o u g h. Slough off, slough off. You speak a foreign language there, Bill. Okay. It's English, but it's our <laughs> language. Anyway, the ASCE committee visited the South Fork Dam and reviewed the original engineering design of the dam, as well as the modifications made during repairs. They interviewed eyewitnesses, commissioned a topographic survey of the dam remnants, and performed hydro- hydrologic calculations. Mm-hmm. So in their final report, they concluded that the South Fork Dam would have failed even if it had been maintained within the original design specifications, um, meaning with a higher embankment crest and with five large discharge pipes at the dam's base. This claim by the ASCE committee has now been challenged. The ASCE committee completed their investigation report on January 15th, 1890, but the report was sealed and not shared with the other ASCE members or, or the public. It was signed, sealed, delivered to no one. They'll, they'll, they get to it a little later, but yeah, yeah. It, there was a good amount of time before they'd say anything about it. So, at an annual convention of theirs in June 1890, committee member Max Becker was quoted as saying, We will hardly publish our investigation report this session unless pressed to do so, as we do not want to become involved in any, litig- in any litigation. Bing, bing. Mm. Yep. Although many ASCE members clamored for the report, it was not published in the society's transaction transactions rather until two years after the disaster in June 1891. One William Shin, a former managing partner with Andrew Carnegie, became the new president of ASCE in January 1890. Now he gave the investigation report to outgoing President Becker to decide when to release it to the public. Becker kept it under wraps until the time of ASCE's convention in Chattanooga, Tennessee. In 1891. And the long-awaited report was presented at that meeting by James Francis. The other three investigators, William Worthen, Alphonse Teeley? Teeley, yes. F-T-E-L-E-Y. Maybe I spelled that wrong, but holy shit, that's a crazy name. It's like Ptolemy. Yeah. (laughs) And Max Becker. They didn't attend. 
Um, Wimps. Cowards. Fight me, coward. So let's get into some modern analytics, shall we? A hydraulic analysis published in 2016 confirms what had long been suspected that the changes made by the dam to the dam by the South Fork Fishing and Hunting Club severely reduced the ability of the dam to withstand major storms. Almost like they needed drainage pipes. Almost like they needed pipes, yep. Lowering the dam by as give much me, as give, point... Give me, give, give me that pipe. Give me that pipe. Oh, no. Give me that pipe. Lay some pipe. <laughs> need, need, need some pipe. For the, Lay some pipe. For the lake. Yep. Mm, Wetter burn. People died. You know who would have laid that pipe? J.R. Smith. The Burger King. Hey, there it is. He runs his kingdom with efficiency and an iron hand. <laughs> the arm of the spatula reigns far and Bill made wide. a really powerful fist. I like it. Um, you can't see that, listener, but I saw it. Um, Anyways. So, yeah. Sorry about that. Lowering the dam by as much as 0.9 meters or three feet. And failing to replace the discharge pipes at the base of the dam cut in half the safe discharge capacity of the dam. In half. In half. That could have fucking did it. Crazy. Discharge. (laughs) You ass. But yeah, in half, dude. In half. That's wild. Uh, This was a fatal lowering of the dam. And it greatly reduced the capacity of the main spillway and virtually eliminated the action of an emergency spillway on the western abutment. The emergency spillway is part of the initial 1847 design, but ultimately failed to help. Right, so that they had they had a fail safe that was nowhere near enough. But it enough. didn't work. Yeah, yeah. So um, doesn't that make your blood boil? Idiots, idiots, and it gets worse. So uh, there was, as you can mention, this is an insurance nightmare. If they had yeah, insurance back think. then, uh, but yeah, they did because Ben Franklin invented it. Yeah, they did. Right. So there was a lot of back and forth of who's liable and who basically could be blamed for this. Callbacks. All right, so uh, so there's a case, right? Um, and basically in the 1890s, just throughout the whole decade, mm-hmm. there were a lot of courts battles going on. Yeah. And the state courts basically had to adopt uh, this this ruling called uh, Rylands versus Fletcher as a result of the aftermath of this and all the all the resulting law. I'm not going to go into the details of any of these law cases, but I'll talk about what that means. I prefer Kramer versus Kramer. Okay. Thanks, Bill. So it, it's a it was it's a British common law uh, precedent which had been basically ignored in the u.s oh, yeah. up, to, up to this point and um it basically holds that non-negligent defendants uh could be held liable for damages caused by unnatural use of land um and then later on in the 20th century that becomes really hardcore part mm. of part of american law but this was like the first instance of this okay being being used because again you're not negligent, and you're using land unnaturally, and right. shiller people die from it. It's your fault. You yeah, know? yeah, it's for sure their fault. Um, and you know, also so they were totally negligent. They were very negligent, and the survivors of the Johnstown flood, many of them weren't able to recover damages, basically because the the the, the club owners just wouldn't pay for it. You know, and yeah. So the club they designed they designed the 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 club the financial structure in a way that like they wouldn't they personally wouldn't be held liable for anything mm-hmm. just just like a, just like a normal llc yeah. would you know or they didn't have llc's back then but, but just like a normal corporation would be yeah. set up right <coughs> so basically that was part of it and the second part of it was it was really difficult to prove that the that the owners specifically behaved neg- negligently um it's it's a tough thing to prove right and the second, the second part of that argument, right, the fact that like the owners were still saying they did, it wasn't their fault, and like we didn't do anything negligent, that made a huge, huge shock. They made huge shockwaves throughout the national press at the time, 
Because, again, this is the most, the, de- the deadliest event in American history up to this point. Yeah. Natural. Natural, natural yeah. Natural disaster. Um, so it, it put a lot of pressure on him, but a lot of people didn't get, didn't get. They didn't get their didn't restitution. Get, they didn't get their restitution on that. They didn't get paid. Um, Gotta get that guap. So uh, let me talk about some, some modern kind of remembrances or, mm-hmm. you know, relevant references to it. So uh, there's, there's Point Park in Johnstown, which is, and there's, a, there's an internal flame there. It burns in the memory of okay. uh, of the flood victims. Seems it, a little because people died because people fire. died in the yeah. fire. Well, turtle flames are pretty common, but I, it, I know it, they have one at Gettysburg yeah. as well. It can be found at the confluence of the Stony Creek and Little uh, Little uh, Cumberland Rivers. Isn't that where where the fire was though? So it's pretty close, that isn't it? Yeah, I, I kind of see what you mean then. But it's a it's a gesture. Yeah, no, I mean yeah. like it's nice. It's it just, is. It is. Little, it's just weird. Yeah. A little rough. Yeah. It's, again, the worst fucking thing ever. Yeah. Uh, the, the the Carnegie or do you think, also do you you think say, it's protected by barbed wire? Oh fuck me! There's a moat around it too. Can't touch it. Oh god! Got to protect our. So uh, as piss. you say, Carnegie. I'm gonna say Carnegie. You say whatever fuck you me, want. Stupid Pittsburghian, Pittsburghese. Sorry, I love you all. Um, oh. But whenever my sister mentions, I'm like, stop saying it. She says Carnegie. She's too. saying it right. Yeah, stop saying it right. Because it's right. That's how you're supposed to say it. But anyway, the, the Carnegie Library. It's uh, it's. It's currently <laughs> so it's currently uh, now um, owned by the Johnstown uh, Historical Society, mm. which adapts it, which it basically converted into a flood museum. That makes sense. It's called the Flood Museum, actually. Um, well, because we... there's never been other floods. <laughs> I think Noah would beg to differ. I think we mentioned before the uh, why, did, why didn't they just build an ark? <laughs> I think we mentioned before that the stone bridge was used as yeah. a as a memorial, but there's actually. Uh, uh, parts of it are actually designed, designated as an actual memorial from the National mm. Park Services, which is pretty cool. That's neat. Uh, I think that was in 1969, actually. Nice. nice. So there we go. Every time, it's, it's also another callback, isn't it? Yes. A lot of important things happened in the 69s. We went to the oh, moon in 1969. did. Nice. Uh, so the flood uh, was part of a lot of different also pieces of media. Also, other important things happened in 69s. Yep, that's it, Bill. So uh, a lot of I'm waking real hard, Adam. You can't see it. Yep, yeah, a lot of I'm ignoring it. A lot of pieces of media uh, mentioned the flood. Yeah. Uh, there's there was a short a, sh- a short documentary in 1989 called the Johnstown Flood. Nice, crazy, <laughs> pretty crazy, crazy, crazy title. But um, it it's probably the best known film adaptation of of the disaster. I think I've watched it. You probably have. I, it's if if you've ever been in the museum, I'm sure it plays there. But I actually have not. Oh, it I have not either. But it won the the best documentary Academy Award in 1990. Hmm. Um, Bruce Springsteen has a song that mentions it. Uh, called uh, it's, the song is called Highway Patrolman. I don't any of you Springsteen fans out there, you may know it. They're just nutting real hard right now. <laughs> Springsteen. <laughs> it came out in uh, 1989 off his album Nebraska, and it mentioned Johnson Floods part of the lyrics there. I guess we gotta teach the boss uh, geography. Nebraska. Nebraska's the name of the album, Bill. I think Atlantic City's on that. If I'm not, I might be wrong, but I don't know why you can leave it in Nebraska. Anyway, uh, historian, and we mentioned earlier, uh, David McCullough, his first book that he ever wrote was uh, was The Johnstown Flood. It was published in 1968. God dang, so close. So close and nice. But it, he, he's, he's one of the best historians, yeah. you know, historical writers. Uh, so pretty neat that his no first book. No, Ken Burns. Is, no, McCullough's he's, great. He's good, no, dude. McCullough's great. Yeah. Um, just Ken Burns is our most famous. Kim is, is our is our idol. He's our baby. He's um, our American idol. So I think that about does it for the thing. Crazy, 
crazy episode. You know, a lot of yeah. a lot of neat stuff that like I'm sure a lot of you guys didn't realize. And hey, now you can imagine like the worst possible death. Now it actually happened. Yeah, it happened. A huge tsunami of barbed wire and trains and cows and and if you survive that, you may not survive Human the big bodies. old fire. Yeah. yeah, or the second wave. Or the second wave. Jesus uh, Christ. Uh, on a so to transition to a happier note, do you have a town name for us? I've got Paradise, PA. Paradise, PA. Paradise is not where Two they were. Tickets in paradise. So <laughs> it is. It's in Lancaster. Because of course it is. Is it a neighborhood? It's a or, count. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a town a in the, in the census. County? It's a CDP census de- designated place. Hmm. Population paradise. as of 2010 was 1,129. Okay. Small. Yeah. Small. 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 More people died than this than live there. Um. It's one of those spots that I've seen signs for it uh, when traveling that area, but mm. it's like one of those ones that gets thrown around a lot with the other one, like the other ones we mentioned. Mm. Uh, apparently, there's a story that uh, it was named by its founder um, because he just really liked the land there, and he was like, "It's it's like paradise." Lame. It's like paradise. Yeah, that's paradise. Yeah, not a uh, not like Hawaii. It's like or- paradise. Even even the Jersey Shore. Whoa. Um, it's always smelled like tire fires, honest us. <laughs> it got super dark. Uh, it you got listen, very you dark. can't see, but it's only 5 o'clock. It's like 5.30 like, and it feels like, like it's 9. Yeah, so we might get some storming happening. So can't wait. Storm and Norman. We hopefully we don't get some flooding here. I yeah. hope Storm and Norman Schwarzkopf. He's a general. Hmm. Do, you, um, do you ever look at the, at the Maniac River and just wonder like, Wow, this thing could like go bad. Do you mean the Schuylkill River? The, that's I said the Manic the Schuylkill. I said the Manic River, the Schuylkill. You ever look at it and wonder like, wow, this could this could fuck up again? Yes, that's yeah, crazy. I also grew up along the Susquehanna. I know what floods do. Twenty eleven was a bad time. Yeah, we were talking about it this weekend. Yeah, but like, so Jan was actually talking about this too. One of her biggest fears, I'm just gonna wait out there, is being like trapped in the city during during the terrible disaster thing happening. Hmm. And like, Manic is super hard to get out in and out of. There aren't that many roads in and out of Manny. I would go up the hill. You would have to go up the hill. I'd I have guess to. Be the, the, like, You're not, I'm not crossing the, the river. Yeah, but but like really, the, there aren't that many ways in and out of that part of the city. Tough. Very there are, very if you go north, if you go up. Yeah. yeah. If you go up through Roxborough, through Chestnut Hill, yeah. Germantown. Yeah, but those those roads get blocked up real quick. So I'm just saying yeah. if, if like something that happened, or like say like a, a bomb goes off, right? Like a huge Jesus. ass bomb. Like, how do you get out of the manion? Right? It's crazy. Uh, why would I? I'm just gonna go drink. Yeah, that's true. Place to go. But I mean, like, an, like an atom bomb or some shit like that. Well, then it doesn't matter. I'm already fucked. That's true. Well, uh, that went dark real quick. Um, you did that. I did that. <laughs> Paradise is a stupid fucking name for a place in Lancaster. I got Sorry, a new, I got a better one for next week. Do you? Is a penis? Nope. Penis Pennsylvania. No, it starts with a P. Penis Penelope Pennsylvania. Nope. Parsippany. I can't tell you. It's for next week. Do you, do you have some town name? No, not town name. Do you got some uh, credentials Social media? Socials? Some social? We're on Twitter soch. at UnCommonwealthP. We are at... Uh, we have a fan page on Facebook, UnCommonwealth Podcast. We're on Instagram at UnCommonwealth Podcast. You can email us at UnCommonwealthPodcast at gmail.com. You can go to your closest, closest local river or stream, build a <laughs> dam. Oh, God start pouring water into the dam narrowing the the uh, banks 
<laughs> that are downstream. Limit all the put, pipes. Put a small town of stick figures and dogs, like stick figure dogs, mm. not real dogs. <laughs> and then cause your own, let wait till a storm comes, cause your own little flood, and put any letters you want in the debris, and it will make their way to the school kill somehow. Somehow, don't know how, but it'll happen, and uh, we will read them. And we'll say, you're a monster. We'll know it. We'll, we'll just know. We'll just we'll feel it in our bones. Create a disaster. Um, do you have anything else? I think that kind of, we covered a lot of, a lot of detail on it. and uh, More than I anticipated. Yeah, but it, it was if, good. If you guys have like questions or anything like that, just send us emails. We'll be yeah. glad to answer them and go from there. But, uh, we'll call you dear friends. My dear friends. Um, I, that about does it. Do you have a... I got nothing Anything else. else? Any Burger King references you want to... Any other throwbacks you can put, put out? No, I had pizza this week. Not organically, though. Not organic. Uh, well, thank I didn't you. try to get some BK. <laughs> thank you guys for listening, though. This is this has been out of that. This has been Bill. We've been the Uncommon Podcast. Bye. The Bark!